Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us. Coming up later in the show, we asked you earlier today on our Facebook page, hey, should the city of Fargo make masks mandatory or not? We took this poll. Please stick around to find out what you had to say about that. And tonight we continue with our focus on education and getting our kids, our teachers, our administrators back into our schools safe and sound. So some good news on that front. The North Dakota High School Activity Association basically gave the go-ahead, the green light for fall sports today. So that is a very, very promising sign. And then earlier today, I sat down with the Commissioner of Education in the great state of Minnesota, Mary Catherine Ricker. We talked about, you know, what's really the plan? They're going to release a plan at the end of July, but what's your plan as of right now to get the kiddos back into school safe and sound? Is it going to be full-time, sort of a hybrid situation? Are they going to end up having guidelines that's going to treat Moorhead the same as Minneapolis? Uh, we had a very extensive conversation. You can see it all up on our website at povnow.tv. But here's just some of what she and I talked about earlier today. Based on the data that you are looking at and talking about right now with, I'm assuming, the governor and Department of Health, yeah. uh, what are the chances that the students K through 12 are going to be back in school full time this fall? Well, I will tell you, we are working so closely with the Department of Health and, um, you know, and obviously in contact with with the governor and school leaders across the state of Minnesota every single day. And there is not a scenario yet that is off the table. One of the reasons last month we asked our school communities to prepare for three different scenarios. That scenario where we're back in school face to face, that scenario where we're a hybrid between face to face and distance learning. And of course, a distance learning scenario. Um, those those three scenarios um, are being planned right now in real time in school systems across the state of Minnesota uh, because we we do have all of our scenarios on the table still. But would you say, because you had this great uh, you know, survey that you guys did, and we'll get into that later, but 54% yeah. you know, of the people said, hey, we want our kiddos going back to school. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe this is the best way to ask it, because there was a recent interview on NBC News where they talked to a bunch of pediatrician doctors, and they yeah. said, hey, you know, would you mm -hmm. put your kids back into school? And, and all of them, at least in the story, said yes. So I don't know if you have yeah. kids in the school system or not, but, but would you feel comfortable putting your kids back in the school system? I feel like in all of those questions, uh, the word that seems to be implied, but I think we need to state explicitly, is students back to school safely. And those pediatricians would know that they want their students back to school safely. Um, I have I have children of my own. I have um, educators in my family as well, and I want everyone to be able to go back to school safely which is why we are working so closely with the Department of Health to determine exactly what it means to go back to school safely and in, in all three of those scenarios, right? What does face-to-face -face look like safely? We still have student safety and health in mind in a hybrid scenario, and of course, student safety and health in mind in a distance learning scenario as well. So I'm gonna um, share something with you and our audience here. I mean, it's part of the survey that you guys did, which I just thought was, was fantastic. Um, so let's hopefully we can get this set up here. And can you see that okay, Commissioner? I can. Okay, great. And so um, for me, when I hear your position as the Commissioner, obviously, of education, that you're going, hey, what can we do to best educate our students? You can see here what people gave you feedback on, and, and they said, how would you rate your distance learning experience? And 
42% said bad, 35% said good. So as you're sitting down with the governor and the Department of Health, I got to presume based on this that you're trying to say, hey, guys, we need to get back in the classroom. Um, mm -hmm. Talk to us about those conversations. What are you saying to them? How are you trying to, I don't want to use the word sell, but for lack of a better mm -hmm. word, sell them on going back into the classroom? Well, what we do know is that distance learning was hard for everyone. Uh, even with eight days of planning, uh, we asked our educators to radically change the way they met the needs of students in eight days. And in it, those eight days for our students anticipating what those changes would look like, eight days where families were anticipating what their child's education would look like, and, and we spent the spring learning how to communicate with each other again, uh, learning how to provide lessons, learning how to uh, assess student progress. And we know that while everyone, students, families, staff, school staff, poured their hearts into distance learning, uh, there were some struggles with it. That being said, we have learned so much, all of us, since March about what a stronger distance learning format could be. And while we had eight days of planning in March, we've had we have an entire summer right now of planning around all three of those scenarios. Um, I know that school systems across the state are sharing uh, some of their best ideas from this spring's distance learning. I know we at the Department of Education are also collecting um, all of those best practices as well. We are making sure that our schools are better prepared than before. And again, we have all of that learning that we've had. So if I was a, a parent in, let's say, for example, Moorhead, and I know Moorhead recently did a survey, kind of like you guys did, 75% of the parents there mm -hmm. said, yeah, I want my kiddos going back to school full time. And I'm a parent of Moorhead. And I said, OK, Commissioner, um, appreciate what you're saying. But bottom line, is my son or daughter going to be in the classroom this fall? What would you say to me? Mm -hmm. One of the reasons we asked our school systems to prepare for all three scenarios uh, is that we are looking forward to a school year where we can have a statewide expectation for our schools. And yet we understand that as we continue to study this virus, work alongside the Department of Health, that we know that individual school districts are going to have to make specific decisions based on how the virus might be behaving in their, in their school community. Okay, so um, that's one thing I was wondering as you're sitting down with the governor mm -hmm. of the Department of Health, and I know the guidelines are going to come out at the end of July, but are you talking about statewide guidelines and is, is Moorhead going to be treated the same as Minneapolis or are you going to probably mm -hmm. bring it down by region or county or how's that going to work? We would like to have a statewide expectation for what, the, what our school communities will look like. And, um, and at the same time, even last June, when we released the fall guidance to begin preparing for all three of those scenarios, we talked about wanting school communities to be able to have a scalpel approach so that you could react to how the virus is behaving in your community in real time. Now that may mean an entire district, or it may mean if you have five schools within a district, you may have that scalpel approach uh, applied to one specific school in your district we want the we want to be able to support the level of decision making going to that level of of local uh, investigation um, as well as evidence coming from the field about the health of students, their families, and your whole community. 
So you have kind of statewide guidelines, but each district and school board can kind of break it down to fit for their community. Is that a fair assessment on my part? And I would say working alongside health professionals, um, our public health, working alongside our public health professionals um, in our counties, the Minnesota Department of Health, and uh, those of us at the Minnesota Department of Education, so that there's no school community feeling like they would ever have to make this decision by themselves. Um, you mentioned earlier when I asked you about the pediatricians, you said, hey, Chris, I think we all want them to go back to school, but do it safely, and that's so important. Um, there is a school right now in Rochester, Longfellow Elementary, that is going to be starting up school at the end of this month in yeah. classes um, they're going to have some different things they're going to do so mm -hmm. uh if if we were going to do it to make sure our kids and teachers and administrators are safe what are you looking at right now like are masks going to be mandatory temperature checks as kids walk in what are you thinking mm -hmm. we have a lot of guidance that we have put out actually about our uh, about summer learning and if you recall when we put out our summer learning guidance and any school that is in session right now um, can adhere to all of our summer learning guidance which provides for either hybrid instruction or continued distance learning instruction um, we actually have very specific health parameters around um, what those scenarios look like as well and so any school that is uh, whether they're actively in session or um, about to be in session can use our summer learning guidance right now until that uh, the week of um, July 27th when uh, we'll share our fall guidance. Um, some people out there are going to say, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think like preschools have, have continued to serve young kids mm -hmm. this entire time. And some people are going to say, hey, look, if we can have all these kiddos at preschool, we can definitely have kiddos at K through 12. What's mm -hmm. your response to them? We are incredibly appreciative of all of the, the schools and child cares that have opened uh, and stayed open um, since March. And, and quite frankly, we're working very closely with them um, to, to gather the sort of health data they have been collecting, the sort of protocols they have already been putting in place to keep their sites uh, sanitized to keep their students healthy to keep their staff healthy the sort of protocols they have in place for um, temperature checks for their children um, as well as um, health and wellness checks for their staff we are learning so much and, and we're going to take all of that and, and really um, continue that partnership to make sure that whatever we learn from those childcare and preschool settings we can apply to the greatest extent possible in our k-12 settings as well um, take us inside the meetings with the Department of Health and the governor and his administration from a standpoint of I'm really curious as to what what's the most important data that you're monitoring right now to make a decision about which direction you're going to go come the end of July. Mm -hmm. It's so important for us to look at what the health data is saying in communities across Minnesota. Uh, particularly, we are, you know, of course, we are watching the, the numbers that the Department of Health is sharing daily around, around testing, um, around the rates of um, increase, where they are decreasing. Um, and one of the reasons we're looking at those numbers is, of course, to see what can we learn? Uh, where can we get information that will actually help in a school community setting uh, from some of the numbers we're getting from other community settings? And the other thing we are looking at is um, we're also looking at uh, what we can do to mitigate community spread. Uh, this is one of the things I have been stressing over and over again, that one of the ways we can 
all contribute to helping our students have a safe welcome back to school is by doing all of those things all of our friends in public health have been telling us since last winter right? vigorously washing our hands making sure we're maintaining that social distance and wearing a mask in public those are the sorts of things that mitigate community spread and the better we mitigate community spread the healthier the school environment will be for our students when it does come time to return to school this fall. Um, how much is going to lie in the power of the parents? I mean, are they going to have the ability? Because I know the, the other question you asked, hey, for things that would have you not want to go back to school full time in your survey, it was it was the health concerns. So if there's families mm -hmm. out there, maybe you've got immunosuppressed kids or elderly people living with them, I mean, are they going to have the ability to make that decision as a family to go, you know what? we're gonna continue with the distance learning for right now. Mm -hmm. We know that for some of our families where there is, uh, you know, where there is a student who um, in the family who is immune compromised perhaps, or perhaps there's an intergenerational family um, and they have, um, they, they're looking at their family situation and they're just they're determining right now whether um, in-person hybrid or distance learning is the healthiest scenario for them. Uh, these are the same reflections that our school communities are using as they build out these plans. Um, if they were to build out a face-to-face -face plan, understanding that there may be some students or staff who feel like um, we're not in a place in fighting this pandemic where they can safely be in an in-person school setting. Um, and they're building those into their plans right now so that uh, when we get to a point where we're using any three of those scenarios, our school communities have already thought of what the highest quality alternative is for meeting the needs of those students and still tapping into the talents of those staff in any of those three scenarios. Can you give us any hints as to some of the guidelines right now that you are about releasing? Uh, do you mean as far as what, um, like which, like what we entail in those three scenarios? Yeah, because like it sounds like the governor around July 27th or so is going to sort of release mm -hmm. okay, guys. Here's what we've come up with. Um, I know you talked about the three scenarios. But yeah, any particular things you can share with us tonight that people don't know but should of what's coming? I think there's a there's a lot of information actually we shared in June when we released the fall guidance that is actually that is standard bearing that will actually be just as true now and, and a month from now as it was in June um, if, for families wondering what any of these scenarios could look like. Uh, first, we are asking for families to prepare for all three scenarios because while all of us in our communities are figuring out how to fight this pandemic, uh, we also want families to be prepared for a school year where you may be in one or two or maybe even three of those scenarios. Uh, we also want our, our school communities to be prepared to determine that, um, you know, if you can isolate an outbreak and keep uh, the larger part of your school community um, healthy and safe, we want you to be able to do that as well. Thank you so much there to Commissioner Ricker. Again, if you want to see the entire conversation, it's such a hot topic right now. You can just go to our website, povnow.tv. It's uh, probably another 15 minutes. We dive into some other details there as well. We look forward to having her back. I want to remind you, it sounds like July 27th or end of July is when Governor Wall is going to release those sort of statewide guidelines. All right, stay with us. Coming up, because earlier today we asked you on our Facebook page, should Fargo have a mask mandate? or not find out what you had to say about this coming up 
right after this short break. Please share your point of view with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.